0: everyone and welcome back to our latest tap talks HR podcast well today I've got a returning guest Um, due to the feedback we had last time when Jenny Sanderson joined us talking about positive psychology um, I've invited Jenny back to talk a little bit further about this hello again Jenny good morning hi and and welcome back to to our podcast um you are one of very few people who get to return so well done for that i feel very privileged <laughs> so so um our listeners some of the feedback we we're getting from our listeners was very much around they loved the concept of positive psychology and it was new to some of them as well and they kind of get from the, the last podcast what it's all about and they've read a bit behind it but it's actually about when putting it into practice how, how do you do that? Because I think it's it's a great concept and everything. And I think it's, if going, moving forward, it's going to be something more and more the business will use. And I know that you've done some work around this, you and and the people around you and everything. And I was just wondering if you could take us through what you use to do that. And let's go a bit deeper this mm-hmm. time. How does that work with you? Sounds good. <laughs> so, so let's get going. So, so talk to us about um, the framework you might use.
1: Okay. So... For me, positive psychology has all uh, been about how you discover, build, and then maintain that mental energy. So, mental energy is where you feel energized and engaged with what, with the world, ready to tackle your day, your problems, your life. <laughs> okay, so when I was designing programs, um, I came up with um, something called the energy framework. Uh, which we then implement into different ways. So the, the framework is around psychological principles and then depending on the requirements within the organisations, we may tap into different elements within it uh, uh, depending on what the outcome would like to be. So the energy framework is made up of five different elements, which are strengths, so focusing on strengths. And I think we spoke about that mm-hmm. in, in our last podcast quite in, in depth. So understanding what energises and motivates an individual from their character perspective, which then energizes them. Uh, the second part of the framework is growth. And that focuses on understanding a growth mindset, which is believing that your abilities and skills can be learnt rather than feeling that you are only ever going to be as good at X. Uh, so understanding that you, with effort, can always grow. Uh, but also uh, being able to uh, tap into self-determination theory um, and all sorts of elements around uh, achievement, so always adding, so having something to work towards. Um, then there's the element of thought and action, so this is about how we treat ourselves and how we treat other people. So this comes into things like self-compassion, so understanding that we are all, we all share the human condition of vulnerability and um, so we're not all perfect, and so, understanding that sometimes we will make mistakes, and accepting that we will fail at some point, um, understanding kindness. C- kindness is a fascinating area. If you actually look into the science of kindness, um, it can change the world. Literally, it's one of these um, elements that I would love to work more in in organisations around kindness. Um, uh, doing good feels good. I think is the is the nice mm. nice framework. There are there any. Uh, um, w- altruistic uh, acts in the world kind of you might want to do good but you also feel good doing good so it's kindness is a fascinating area um so that this is a a thought action section is all around how you treat yourself and and how you then behave towards others um based on your own belief system Uh, then we come to nourishment now um i think we're going to dive a little bit deeper into nourishment in a minute but for me uh we all know That we need to provide our bodies with nutrients through food and and water Um, but i class nourishment as how we how we situate our lives and what we do in our lives um, to help us feel mentally positive Um, so this includes uh, things like again going down into um, into strengths but also values emotions mindset social connections and thoughts and beliefs a bit further so we'll come back to that i think but Mm -hmm. um and the last section of the energy framework is around intention so within organizations uh we do a lot of goal setting uh goals and 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 getting to uh, a point of achievement is really important within organizations putting intention behind it allows people to understand what else they can get from the journey to the goal so if we only focus on a start and an end point um, from a success perspective, if you don't hit that end point, then it can be incredibly mentally tough. So if we can look at how we can set intentions along the way, so other things that we can gain from the process of the journey towards the goal, then if you slightly don't miss hit your goal, there are other achievements to celebrate. And all of a sudden you're managing to then energize the process of getting to that goal. So there's a lot of work that you can do around um, Uh, understanding milestones um, but also setting mental intentions to enjoy that process Um, and I think that's sometimes left out so rather than just a milestone of you need to hit three sales in your journey to the goal of 20 sales um, maybe um, an intention is to learn as much as you can during the process or an intention to um, laugh during the process simple as that can make a difference to whether you actually enjoy the journey so it's
0: almost like a secondary secondary goal probably a bad word but a secondary goal alongside the main goal that actually feeds you kind of thing
1: yeah so intentions are interesting so intentions are saying i would like to do something and so it becomes more of a um a want than i need so when we say i need we are putting um, a demand on ourselves that may not be energizing. Whereas when we're saying an intention and I, I would like something, we are basically tr- uh, giving ourselves the, um, the mental aptitude to already get there. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. If you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm really not looking forward to the day, you're not gonna have a good day, <laughs> mm. usually. If you wake up in the morning and say, I want to have a really good day, you've set the intention that you're going to have a good day. And yes, things may come along and, and, you know, slap you down every now and again. But the point is, you've set your mind up to have a good day. So you're more likely to look at the positives within that day, um, than focus on those negatives. And it's the same principle with hitting a goal. So if the goal is 20 sales, and you set an intention to learn something new from every call that you make, then all of a sudden, every call that you make, even if it's a complete failure <laughs>
0: mm.
1: you've learned something and so you've actually achieved something and you know. so you're
0: feeling that you're a better person yeah because you've even though you, you, something didn't go right you learned something from it so i'm more of a person than i was before that
1: yeah if you want to think yeah. like that yeah you know, no, i'm putting
0: yeah. it into my very lame no. <laughs> and logical rational thinking no
1: uh, intentions are really interesting thing because mm. a lot of people think intentions are around you know um, the, the fluffy positive uh, psychology mm. that you might see um, but it's not it does go deeper and it taps into people's own motivations and, uh, and understandings uh, if I can speak mm-hmm. uh, understandings about what really um, interests them as an individual
0: okay and, and that's fascinating and I know we talked before before turning on the microphone today and and we were going to focus on the world of nourishment yeah. I, I think for me as a topic it's something quite new for me and I just think the word nourishment just I just want to know more about that so so let's let's move on to the the part called nourishment and and explain to me what do you mean by nourishment because I'm thinking Cocoa Pops
1: (laughs) I'm not sure that Cocoa Pops would particularly nourish or any
0: other breakfast cereal (laughs) obviously (laughs)
1: um well okay so I I think I uh, touched on it a little bit but as I said we, we know we need food and drink to nourish our bodies and for it to grow um but I look at nourishment as what, as a holistic perspective, do we need to feel nourished in ourselves? So um, I think nourished is a nice word because we do know that after we've had a nice healthy meal, we feel better. So if we look at it like that, if we include all of these different psychological elements or, or physical elements within our daily life, we can feel nourished by life. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm no longer <laughs> thinking about cocoa pots. You no, know, that's yeah. fine. Let's
1: scrap the cocoa pots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so within nourishment, there's a slight, a, a, a sort of smaller formula that uh, that we've put together that helps uh, understand what brings us nourishment. And I'm going to, fo- I'm going to. There's six elements. So I'm going to focus on a couple in more depth. Um, but the nourishment formula includes the strengths which we we talked about. So. Um, after discovery of strengths, understanding how to apply them to your life to give you more um, energy. Um, values. So uh, values are really important. Living within your values are um, makes you feel authentic to you and makes you feel nourished by life. So we all know when we live outside our values because we get that horrible gut feeling that we haven't made the right decision. Do
0: mm-hmm. you? Do you, you yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. So I mean, mm. I'll give you a really sad example yesterday i went to the supermarket and when i came back to the car there was a um a car next door who had left his dog in the car and um i was really uncomfortable because it was quite warm yesterday Mm -hmm. and one of my core um values is bravery or courage um and honesty and i stood there thinking this dog looked really hot and tired and then um i drove away and it really hurt me to drive away so i veered off I found the car park attendant and uh told them to keep an eye on that car because it wasn't boiling hot yesterday mm. but it you know any longer and i felt better because i lived within my value and driving away originally i'd felt like i'd really lived outside of my value mm. i know that's not an organization example but it it's true and i think that when people come to an to to work they have to understand the organization's values and whether their values lie with within those mm. um and i think when we're interviewing people we need to understand what their core values are in life and whether they will grate against the organizational values or or even their boss's values because that's quite important because if one if your boss's value is honesty and it's not a high value of someone else and that doesn't make them a dishonest person it just means that it's not the most important thing in their world um then you may find that that um they're both living outside of their values and therefore not feeling particularly nourished by life at work okay Um, then we come to positive emotions now emotions are one of those things that you know 10 years ago in organizations you weren't allowed to show anything (laughs) and the scary thing is about that is that we live humans are emotional whether we like it or not at any one point we are feeling a an emotion and when i when i've worked with um people in the past a lot of people can't actually express the exact emotion that they're they're feeling at the time so they may use Um, top level emotions like happy or frustrated or angry um, rather than drilling down to work out exactly what the emotion is they're feeling and then you can start working out where that emotion has specifically come from Um, but emotions in the workplace especially and from a nourishment perspective are really really important and the scientific science behind it um, stems from a lady called Barbara Fredrickson who designed the broaden and build theory and this is basically an upward spiral. So what happens is as you feel more and more positive emotions, um, they pile on top of each other and they create this upward expanding spiral that broadens your cognitive ability and therefore allows you to make better decisions, be more creative and more productive. Because effectively, that the more positive you're feeling, the more ability, capability you have within your brain. that's that's the science that that's the science behind positive emotions so when you actually look at applying this to a business perspective it's really important to make sure that your employees are feeling those positive emotions and understanding what positive emotions are so when we've worked with organizations in the past we've actually sat down and worked with uh, a team of individuals and actually discussed what uh, tiny little things bring them positive emotions so, for example, um, we've had uh, small teams of five talk about taking their morning coffees outside, um, having uh, pictures of their family on the wall, uh, talking about um, the you know enjoying the sunshine when it's out. So, really, really small things that can actually just give you that moment of serenity, peace, joy, uh, happiness. There's loads of different things that you can you can tap, and once you actually start tapping into those emotions and thinking, I'm feeling a positive emotion. It's really interesting to then plan for them. So mm-hmm. we actually help organisations to build their environment around positive emotions. So one of the exercises we may do is, is ask uh, employees to draw out their workplace, give them a name of an, of an emotion and tell, me where, and tell us where they feel it in the business. So then you can start working out where in the business they're actually having these kind of emotions and whether there's some obvious problems. (laughs) Um, And also work out uh, the different activities within the teams which give them those positive emotions that increase the cognitive ability and increase the ability to be more creative and productive. So then you can allow for... So rather than looking at sticking fruit on the table, because maybe that gives a positive emotion to one person in the team, Mm -hmm. you can start looking at what activities give... Um, have crossover so rather than having team meetings in the dungeon (laughs) you might have a team meeting outside um when when it when the sun's shining obviously (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: but just tapping into those can really transform a workplace um and from an individual perspective when you start realizing what gives you a positive emotion you can wake up in the day um and through coaching we help people understand that actually you can wake up in the day and say I'm going to plan for these emotions today. And when you plan for them, you're adding intention into the mix. So I intend to have a peaceful day or I intend to have a joyful day. Um, but you also then have a tool a tool in your toolkit to say, I'm having a low moment. I know that having my coffee outside during my break is going to give me a, a more positive emotion. And then you can start going back into that cognitive spiral and build it back up again.
0: So really the toolkit is a, is a set of actions that you can take to transform a situation from a negative into a positive well, emotion
1: yeah and and not just a negative you don't really necessarily need to transform um a negative into a positive it's about understanding the negative and understanding your reaction to that negative and finding ways that you can then feel more energized to tackle that ne- negative emotion does that make sense it
0: does and, and i'm sitting here thinking that like if i think back uh, over the places i've worked as a hr professional and people i meet some bits of what you're saying I've seen. Yeah. But it's almost like this framework, this this way you're approaching it, is almost giving people a vocabulary yeah. to actually... An, almost a business vocabulary to en- enable people to actually verbalise or think through how to make their lives better. Yes. But until you teach them the language, they don't know how. It's just hit and miss whether they do this or not.
1: Most people don't know this stuff. Well, most people know it when you say it they go well that's quite obvious but you, because you don't actually think about it in this logical way um it's it's usually mind-blowing for people usually that first session that we work with people it's you, you should see the light bulbs on their face and it's quite impressive and um, and the one thing that you're doing as an organization by helping people by helping educate people around this is that you are helping give the responsibility to them for their own well-being so rather than um, rather than uh, employees thinking it's your responsibility to give them positive well-being at work, you're making them understand that actually, yes, we can help you and we can support you and we can give you the right tools, but you have to use them, because just giving fruit or just offering cycle to work, you know, if they take them up, then brilliant. But there are other elements that need to be thought about in order to have positive well-being
0: amazing sold it to me
1: (laughs) so yeah so we've done so positive emotions are really essential and they're sometimes quite a difficult conversation to have with organizations because they 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 don't want to talk about emotions even though every single person in a room is having an emotion Um, and so it's important to actually uh, bring men and women uh, you know and everybody together to understand that um that, uh, and also people will deal with their positive emotions and their negative emotions in different ways and that's okay <laughs> mm. you know, it's okay to feel and I think that that's sometimes I mean, we're, we're, um, a couple of weeks ago it was Mental Health Awareness Week and so uh, you know, it's important to say I'm not okay and I'm not dealing with this emotion very well and if you've got people who understand positive emotions we can say okay so um, what will bring you joy? what will bring you a little bit of peace today um, if it's going and sitting outside for 10 minutes smelling the, the cut grass going for a walk you know a lot of my positive emotions involve, involve around physical activity <laughs> mm. you know i know that if i'm feeling frustrated i need to go for a bike ride or i need to go for a walk or i need to go outside even if it's raining <laughs> yeah so you can then you, you've then sort of put together some uh capability to help yourself immediately um and that that's that's massive. I think that's massive. It's
0: almost like an emotion, an emotion survival kit. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: and 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 it's always interesting, and it's not necessarily about emotional intelligence because that's about understanding other people's emotions, but it's about trying to be emotionally intelligent about yourself uh, and recognise when. Um, well, the other part is to it is that we call emotions feelings because we feel them in our bodies, mm. and and understanding that initial. I don't know about you, but when I start feeling frustrated or angry, I can feel it in the pit of my stomach and then it radiates down my arms and I can start feeling really kind of stressed. And it's not very good for a podcast and I'm demonstrating yeah. my stress. I but... could describe
0: you <laughs> on the radio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and it's it's about recognising, we may not have um, recognised that we're feeling that emotion, but we can feel the actual feelings in our bodies. So it's about becoming aware and knowing what things that we have in our arsenal of our toolkit to actually say, right, I know I need some positive emotions here. So, what can I do? And if you've got up in the morning and you've planned to do them, you've already got that list in your head. So, it's 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 it's, it's really, you know, it's something to really think about.
0: So. As always in our twenty-minute podcasts, um, we are approaching twenty minutes. Oh, we kind of haven't <laughs> really
1: got halfway through nourishment. Yeah,
0: so I was going to say, uh, I'm, I'm away. You've got a bit to go. So, so what's missing in your nourishment framework? What what else needs to get covered? Because I mean, we could go on for yes, hours. This,
1: <laughs> so um, the last three um mindset. So I think I uh, talked about mindset a little bit uh, earlier, but around understanding. Uh, that you can choose your own attitude every day um and also that you can always grow as a person so uh understanding how you can position yourself within an organization and say i have the ability to grow if i put the effort into it then that's quite an important area and there's, there's lots of different workshops and things that we run around that um but that's an understanding case that is just literally understanding that um if you have a growth mindset then you believe that you have the ability to grow Then we've got uh, thoughts and beliefs. And again, this is around um, uh, things like disputing that initial belief when adversity strikes. So being able to turn around and say, is that true? When you instantly feel, oh, that person doesn't like me or, Mm -hmm. oh, that's gone wrong. You know, we all go through that. When something happens, you instantly can sometimes go oh, uh, they don't like me. That means they don't like me. That means that we're never going to be friends and everything's going to go wrong. I'm going to lose my job and I'm never going to be employed again. And you're going downward spiral. So it, a lot of what we do within uh, positive psychology is trying to put that pause between thinking and doing.
0: Okay. And if
1: you put that pause in and argue with yourself about why that belief isn't actually true, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't like me. It might mean that he's just annoyed that I didn't do X, Y and Z. And that is true, so I need to do X, Y, and Z. So you start mm. disputing with yourself as to why your own belief isn't quite correct. It's almost
0: taking ownership for yeah, yourself already, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah. And
1: if we can do that, then we can feel more nourished because actually mm. what we're doing then is we're not dwelling on those, uh, on those negative feelings about ourselves, which then sends us down into lack of self-belief, esteem, and all sorts. And the final part to the nourishment formula is massive, and that's connection. So... And I think sometimes we forget within organisations that um, as human beings, we are actually wired to connect to other human beings. Uh, If you think about us as babies, we can't physically or mentally survive without another human being. Um, And if you read Matthew Lieberman's book, uh, Social, Mm-hmm. um he actually explains the neuroscience behind physical uh, sorry physical um social connection physical connection at work might not be different appropriate podcasts, yeah <laughs> <different podcasts. laughs> about social connection and shows that there are parts of our brain that if even if we are not doing anything it's actually striving for that human connection and so within an organization we have to understand how we are connecting to people and Uh, There's all sorts of different research around uh, the power of moments, what love really means in terms of just strangers. So, for example, you can actually create positive emotions, which I've spoken about, by just those moments of connection. So if you think about holding a door open for a stranger um, and the smile and the feeling that you get, it releases exactly the same hormone as falling in love. So adding those moments of connections can add positive emotions which we've already talked about the benefits of those but um building a workplace around understanding how social connection works within an organization and how you can um uh, promote a culture of uh of togetherness i think is really important as well
0: it's fascinating, and, and we're running out of time again on our, our podcast. And this is the second time you've been with us, and um, I, I feel this could turn into a podcast mini-series about <laughs> positive psychology. That's but fun. if I if, if I was uh, one of our listeners right now, and I'm thinking, look, it's the end of the second podcast listening to you, I'm, I'm really interested. Where could they find out more?
1: Well, obviously, they can contact you via me or my, me via you. That's the, on, Let's do
0: some really bad sales stuff.
1: What's your website? <laughs> it's com, but I spell my name funny because I'm weird. It's okay. Um So we've got um, some details about um, what I offer on there and the energy framework and the nourishment formula. Um, but there are lots of books around positive psychology and lots of things that I can send to people if they're just interested in finding out more.
0: Okay, that's great. Jenny, it's, it's, I don't know about the positive psychology, but just talking about it puts me in a good place. So yeah. thank you very much for that. Thanks for your time. I no really works. appreciate it. Thank and uh, thanks everyone for listening again. Um, I hope you're enjoying this podcast mini-series about <laughs> positive psychology. Um, we'll be back soon with another Tap Talks HR podcast. Please do keep the feedback coming and see you all again soon. Bye.